one guy will let me give my sister. I mean, he's probably 30. And she refused to hear this too. That's, that's encouraging when sinners are recruiting for you. Amen. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but I'm telling you that people are open to this. It has a lot to do, no doubt, with the hour and with God. And so, uh, witnessing, though, is critical. And I want to uh, continue where we left last week. And I want to read this scripture again. I talked last week about the thing that came in the priest that they might have done with people. That's what his blood cries out from the ground. Ezekiel 3, verse 17 to 21, if you want to turn there with me. Uh, and then I'm going to read Luke 14, 18 to 20. I think we had that last week. And we didn't get to it, so I'll let you read it today. Then I'm going to need Acts 1 8. If George would you do that, uh, and then if we can work through this kind of these, uh, Mark 16, 15, and 16, Fred, uh, and we'll see where we get to. But I want to read again Ezekiel 3 17 to 21, because this is a real shock at what we're talking about as a responsibility. Uh, and we'll look again at this in you and I, if you're saying, and especially if you say, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, you have a deep responsibility to tell people about your Lord and your Savior. The one who you. Let's look at Ezekiel 3, 17, 21. If you put this up on the board, Ezekiel 3, 17. Son of man, it's God speaking, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. Notice this. And one of the things you notice in the Bible, God used people. Most of all, I mean, Balaam's donkey, I spoke one time to him, and there's a couple of kind of interesting things, Jonah, the belly of the whale, and this. But but, uh, Jonah, the belly of the whale, was to get Jonah to speak where God wanted him to speak to him. And so God has reserved witnessing for people, his people. I mean, God could write in the sky. Remember the finger on the wall, Bell Chester, thou art bound in the balance of your balance of morning. You've been waiting the balance of your morning. I'm going to judge you before the sun came up the moment today. But normally, God has reserved uh, declaring his name to lost humanity. He's reserved that for his people. And so here, this is what he's saying. He's saying uh, uh, these incredible words. Uh, I've made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth. Give them warning. You give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die. And you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked ways to save his life. That same wicked man shall die in his iniquity. And here's the here's the statement. He's out of Cain's statement. Am I my brother's people? Here is he for God says, But his blood I will require to him. What does that mean? I just hold that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to you. Yet if you warn the wicked, and he does not turn from his wicked. Or from his wicked ways, he shall die in iniquity. But you have delivered your soul. What does that mean? 
again, when a righteous man turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die. Because you did not give him warning, he shall die in his sin, and his righteousness, which has he has done, shall not be remembered. But his blood I will require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the righteous man that the righteous should not sin, and he does not sin, he shall surely live because he's a sinner. Also, you will have delivered his soul. Now, here's two statements. His blood is on your hand, or you have delivered your soul. What does that mean? You ever have blood on your hand? I'm not, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about this term, the blood. What does that mean? His blood should be on your hand. Blood on your hand is a symbol of that you're found guilty. Blood is now your responsibility. Pretty much what I think is that is the bigger the hell is your fault. Yeah. 
an opportunity where we can take advantage of because we never know what's going to happen with this individual, with these people, or that person. And you've been given an opportunity. You have to take advantage of it because it's the best deal. We're held responsible for our witness. And in giving it, it's pleasing to God. So the weight of this, God says, I'm going to hold you responsible for those people that you have the opportunity to warn them. It's like if someone's living with God and they begin to quit, they begin to play games with God, they begin to sit on their head. He said, if you don't warn them, not only will all their righteousness never be removed again, but they got saved. Their blood will be on their head. And he says, the other. And so, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's so easy, especially as the church grows in its life, or as we move on in the Christian life. We have our family, 
when the master of the house being angry said to the servant, Go out quickly into the street and the of the city, and bring in her the poor and the lame, and the lame and the blind. Okay. And so I understand there's a lot of talking about salvation. But notice two so I wanna I wanna ask you because we all become masters of excuses. When it comes to something that you know, we talked to last week or so where you're intimidated or you're fearful or you can build your case while you don't have time. And so let's let's think about this. The three excuses. One of them, I bought a piece of ground. What does that mean? I must, what do you say, I must go see it. How many ever bought any property? Raise your hand. Did you buy it without seeing it? <laughs> Please. That's me. But, 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 uh, uh, how many ever bought an automobile? Uh, a dress. And a trousers. Okay. Today, I need to go like the iPad, iPhone, whatever. Uh, and so here, here is the normal flow of life. It, it, what does that mean to you? I've bought a piece of property. What does that mean to you? This is an arena of excuse why I cannot be involved in the kingdom of the Holy Spirit. What does it mean? Okay, materialism, but, but let's, let's narrow it down a little bit. What does it mean to buy property? Probably, what, what do you involve with here? Yes, yeah, sure. okay. 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 okay, possible. Yes, right? Right for me, uh, I'm just thinking. I bought a house, so I need to keep some work to it. And I use Apple. So basically, I, I think that would be uh, about a house. I need to do work to it. And, uh, that's something I, I'm personally doing myself. But I'm doing it with me. I'm not doing it. What is this representing? Because here is a strategy from hell. And see, I'm not, he didn't say I'm going to go get stones or I'm going to go rob a bank or I'm going to go fornicate. Or I'm going to go to this uh, witchcraft seance or something. Uh, he didn't say any of that. This is legitimate in life. And, and what he's saying is, and Raymond? I think it's uh, security. Uh, you know, you have this certain level of comfort that you've established in your life that you don't want to get out of your comfort zone. Okay, could be. Uh, And so, um, uh, so investment. One of the dangers of investment is you have to They're not wrong in themselves when you go through the scriptures. But uh, if you're not careful in investments in life, and life will be used. They bought a house, a second one. And if you're, but if you're not careful, uh, it will begin to consume will begin to take the place of laboring and the things of God. John, you understand? Of course it's not that. What did God do? Faith. 
mean, very easy to say. I mean, very hard that day. Now, who's free now? Very good that day. He's in church at night. And you got a church at night. And you know, I don't know how to do it. I feel it. But I wonder how God, when you send people back, and you throw out a speech, and he brings, you know, somebody out of it, they've been beaten, once they're there. I mean, you read, I mean, a lot of places in the world, it's not easy to say that. I mean, it's very Well, now it's easy to be Pentecostal. I remember when I first got saved, and those old times, the family got in there. The family got church there. The city was turned to new families off in the wind. They would, they would uh, uh, knock the windows out of the church. They would uh, turn dogs and pencils in the building. They would, uh, 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 would age if you're an automobile. You had an automobile. They'd flip the top. <laughs> and so here, if we're not careful, and again, these these excuses are are no doubt in their mind, which is totally acceptable. It's legitimate, and I understand that, but I also understand that it's easy. And if you're not careful, the longer you stay, myself included, I'm talking about that. Or if you're raised in church, a lot of church kids, a lot of about 40 preachers in church, and I'm working on Christian sermons, so the danger of being raised in church is the positive, the blessing, but there's a danger. One, it becomes a, a culture rather than a conviction. And two, if you're not careful, there's no fear of God. And three, it becomes common. And there's all kinds of stuff. Now, I don't want to get to the other one. Read for me, Acts 1 8. Who has that? Anybody? Acts 1 8. Who has that? George is your good job. And then I want to say, I think you can turn this out on Christmas and just come on the extra TV page. Acts 1 8. But when the Holy Spirit comes, on you, you will be filled with power, and you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and all Judea and Samaria, Say in the open game, you shall be witnesses unto me. That's a strong, you shall be. Doesn't, that means it's not a, just a, a possibility, or it's not just a maybe, or a Perhaps, but hope so. You, one of the marks of being filled with the Holy Ghost, you shall be a witness unto me, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. You shall be. One of the marks of being filled with the third person of the Godhead 
if you want to see a witness of Jesus, a witness of what he's done to you in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the other most of the earth. So, being filled with the Holy Ghost, one of the, 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 the outflow of that is you shall be. You shall be a witness. You shall be. Not I hope you are. Not on a good day you are. You shall be a witness. Yeah, so I'll read to you yesterday. Was, uh, overall, it was a good day. It started off a little slow. Not uh, too many people responded at the opening uh, door. But as I, as I got to the last house, I came across this guy who was going uh, I just gave him uh, a little bit of my testimony and just the basic gospel 101. And he was very responsive. And uh, was, uh, I, I guess he had tried out a couple of churches and wasn't really into it too much. But, uh, I could tell that he was, uh, he was willing to here and, and uh, uh, we didn't pray, and sometimes I think uh, that we only have to pray three points, and we think that uh, I believe this is a praise report in itself, because I know that Steve was funded, and I believe that, uh, that God will draw him, and uh, overall, though, it was, you know, I just ended and, and told him, you know, that we were a Bible teaching church, you know, we love people, we love God. Isn't it powerful when you knock on the door and you walk in front of the house and you know what God is saying? You have to think about Jesus. And their response is kind of, and a lot of times it is to pick a reaction to a drop in the Yes, sir. So, um, yesterday when I went to cut my hair, before that, I helped somebody with a car for six minutes, and I got a time to um, come to Alex, but when I went to a barbershop, uh, we were cutting my hair, and these two Mexicans um, stepped into the barbershop, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to tell them about that. They, they look like they had everything going for them, like, that was basically good as well. But then there's a simple conversation opened up to, oh, like, my hair, my son is going to get a ball hard, why are you going to let your son get a mall hog with him I'm like, well, I should do it now before he gets older. I don't want him walking around with a mall hog when he gets older. But I'm like, do it right now. They're kids. And um, I started speaking to him about my testimony. And 
how I got saved and how my brother was going through a difficult time in his time. Um, and he started opening to me saying, well, you know, I went through a depression problem. I had a divorce. And, um, you know, I, I had to do eight steps. And I'm like, I got it locked up in the arena too. So that didn't work because I accepted Jesus Christ into my life and I started changing, you know. And he was like, well, you know, I want to try this church thing, but, but something's always uh, holding me back. And so I was like, well, why don't you come out tomorrow? And say, well, what time the service starts? I'm like, 11. He's like, all right. And before he was going to leave, I prayed with him. I said, you know what? Let me pray for you. If I could pray for you. And um, he said, yeah, sure. And that's the thing that sometimes I forget to do. I, I plan to speak, but I forget to pray. But that time, I didn't let it escape. And so I prayed with him. And today in the morning, I went to his house. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to come. And I'm going to bring three more people with me. Praise God for that. Why? <laughs> um, I would always pray like God, uh, you know, put somebody in my heart throughout the day when I'm doing something. And a couple weeks ago, I was at a birthday party at Fully Park, and I really, I had a lot of things going on that day, and I didn't want to talk to anybody. I was just chilling there, kind of with Francis, and um, Francis pointed out this girl, and I turned back and I'm like, oh, all right, you know, I kind of blew it off, and I felt God kept tugging at my heart. He's like, go talk to her. And I'm like, God, she don't even look like she wants to be talked to, and I don't want to talk to anybody either. And, like, I really felt God really tell me, like, don't ask for something, and when I put it there, you don't go do it. And I was like, and I ponder on it for a, for, for a couple more minutes. I was like, I'm not going. I don't even got a flyer. So uh, I, I look at Francis, and I'm like, you have a flyer? She's like, yeah, it's in my car. You want to go get it? And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> so um, I go get the flyer, and, and, and I go talk to this girl, and surprisingly, she was really open. She, she's like, you know what? I have a lot of things going on, and you know, I started sharing with her, and I started, you know, talking about God. And, and for some reason, she's like, I'm gonna go, and but I forgot to pray with her. So I walked away, and I was like, I was like, that's like, go back, go back, talk to her, go back after the prayer. I was like, God, I can't, I'm not gonna do it. So I did it, and um, I went to Patrick to you a couple of days later, and I'm walking out, and I see this, I see this girl, and my like, wife looks familiar. I want to walk away, and God's telling me no. And I turn back around and tell her, hey, where do I know you from? And she's like, um, she's like, you talked to me at Fully Park about God, and I, and I started telling her, you know, I'm like, there's, there's got to be a reason. I said that, that God put me to see you again. I said, I didn't even have to come out here. I don't even know why I came to back with you. And she's like, um, she's like, you know what? She's like, I really need God. So we didn't change numbers. She prayed, and she came out on Thursday night after that. And, um, Uh, I didn't have a chance to stay with her because I was doing the projector, but when I went up to her to, to ask her to want to go to the office, she was crying. And um, she was sitting with Aviana that day, and she said that God touched her that day. Yeah, everything he was saying was directly to her. It's, uh, we're going to have to call this right now. Can you imagine if everyone here, you want one person to Jesus to come here and accept they win me. Everybody in the street will talk to me about that. And so, I'm going to say, in 2014, you said, you know what? God helped me find one thing that is really open and wants to serve you. And God said, I'm going to witness that. I'm going to keep witnessing until I find that person. Can you imagine if everyone here? 
coming in. And I tell you, that's possible. How many believe that's possible? That's possible. You, how many know how many of you have sinners where you were? How many have sinners in your neighborhood? How many have sinners in school? How many have family in church? Amen. They're everywhere. It's not like that. There's, uh, you know, there's these endangered species. And so, you know, you know they're, they're, uh, they're off limits. It's not like that. They're everywhere. They're all over the place. You can't escape them. Surely. Can you find one? I believe it's God bless you this morning. Thank you so much. Give the Lord praise. Great testimony. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. We're not big enough in a few minutes.